Welcome to the Topeka First podcast. We are one church with several locations. Our mission is to reach our community with the message of Jesus. If you would like to give to support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please visit topekafirst.com giving. Enjoy the podcast. This morning, we're going to talk about um, identity. We're going to talk about identity, and we associate so many things with our identity. It's like we, we associate things like um, our careers. So it's like I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm a teacher. I'm a graphic designer. I'm, an, I'm a tooth maker. I'm a... Um, what other random jobs we have here? Um, I work for the railroad. I work, I, I'm a counselor. I, I do random things. I don't know. We associate those with, I'm a programmer. We identify with our sports teams. Like, I'm a Broncos fan. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm a Sporting KC fan. I'm a Man City fan. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm, I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a, I'm a whatever. I'm a Tottenham fan. There you go, Abby. I wanted to make sure I got it in there for you. Um, we identify with our political leanings. I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, I'm an independent because I don't want to be associated with either of them. You know, like, we're all of those. We associate so many things. We, we associate our identity with our parental status. I'm a mom, I'm a dad. I have three boys, I have all girls. I have a mixture. We associate all these things with our identity. But what does the Bible tell us about our identity? What does the Bible prescribe to us when we're talking about identity. This week, I want to look at another story about Moses. And we talked about Moses last week, how when he struck the rock, he was actually um, doing it right the first time, and then the second time, he struck the rock, and he didn't listen to God's command, and then he didn't get the uh, inheritance of the promised land that he had hoped for. But this week, I want to, I want to go back even further to so if he was a superhero, this would be his origin story. We're, we're talking about Moses' origin story this morning. And Moses has this question, and I want, I want to center, center everything that we talk about today around this question and answering this question. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? Who am I? A while back, I had this interaction with a, uh, a person I knew in high school. I, we were working on this project for somebody, and, and they came by to help me out with it for like an hour or two. And I had this weird interaction with somebody from, and, and they, they, they come to me, and we do this thing, and we're interacting a little bit. And then right before they leave, they look at me and go, wow, Josh, you've changed so much. And it wasn't like, hey, you've got more handsome, you are far more intelligent. It was like, you sucked, and now you suck less. <laughs> you ever have that compliment? They're like, you've changed so much. It's like, in that conversation, the only people that say you've changed so much are the people that haven't changed themselves, that they've seen that you've changed, but they aren't willing to say I haven't changed at all. I'm like, I'm proud that I've changed. I'm proud that I'm not the hothead, cocky, like loud mouth of a per La maybe loud <laughs> hasn't changed. Loud mouth of a person that I was as a teenager. I'm glad I'm not who I was as a teenager. How many of you are glad you're not who you were as a teenager? If you're a teenager, you got something to for look forward to. 
I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. But that kind of stuck in the back of my brain. You know how you, like, you want to fight something? You want to, you like, you, you hear something said about you that you, you don't agree with or you don't want to hear, but you also, like, it, like, sits there. It kind of sits there. And, I, and so when I, when I came into the, kind of this position and this job, and I, I had in the back of my brain, what if they only see me as that teenager? What if they only see me as, as who I was? What if they only um, are, are, feel like they're listening to a child try to teach them about who Jesus is? And I had that in the back of my head. And, and I, I didn't want to associate that with my identity, but it becomes part of your identity when you think about it constantly. You don't let it go and trust what God has to say about you. And so we, when, we, when, we look at, when we look at Moses, he's... he's we, we tend to do this thing where we're like disqualifying ourselves from the calling that God has given us, right? Like I knew that God was speaking to me in a moment and said, hey, you need to be invested here. You need to be invested here. And I was letting a little voice of someone that I do not care about their opinion dictate my impression of the calling that God had on my life. And we do that sometimes. We associate those negative things that people have said about us or even we have said about ourselves and we say that those things trump the calling God has on our lives. We say that those things are more important than that calling of our perfect God. Sometimes we believe we could never become um, whatever it is that God has called us to do, whether it's uh, be a great business person or it's, it's be a pastor or get out of debt or raise money to, to buy vehicles and sound equipment for, for missionaries across the world. So where do we find Moses? Where do we see Moses? I'm going to read you that question again. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? Why do we doubt? Why do we doubt what God has called us to? In this story, Moses is standing in front of a bush that's on fire but is not burning. It's kind of a fun sight. Like, that's kind of a cool thing. Like, a bush is on fire, but it's not burning. Which is funny, because all of our Bibles say burning bush. But the Bible says it's not burning. It's on fire, but it's not burning up. He's standing in front of this bush, and God is telling him, hey, I need you to lead the people of Israel. I need you to do this for me. And he asks, who am I? Who am I to do this? Who am I? And this is God's response to Moses. God answered, I will be with you. Let me refresh your memory. Moses asked who he was, and God said, I will be with you. I don't know if you, um, when you read this, you're going, God, you're answering the question, are you coming with me, God? And he's like, yes, I will be with you. But that's not what Moses wants to know. Moses wants to know, who am I to lead these people. Who am I? But God is answering with the question Moses should have asked. Are you coming with me, God? Are you going to be there by my side? Are you going to help me? Are you going to be near me as I do this, do this thing that you've called me to? It's an insane answer. I will be with you. We can get so caught up 
in our own talents and abilities that we forget to ask the important question, God, are you coming with me? Are you going to be there beside me? And usually God is a resounding yes. It's a resounding yes that he's here with us always, that he's always coming alongside us in the endeavor that he's called us to. And then God continues and he says this, and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. I don't know if you were like me, but at this moment I'm like, hold on a second. So the only verification I'm getting from you, God, is that once this entire deed is done, I'll be back here worshiping, with, worshiping you. So I've got to go to Egypt, free and enslaved people, and then bring them out to know, then I'll know that you were with me, God. If you want to see something uh, interesting, watch me try to make a large purchase. Um, anybody that's seen me try to make a large purchase, it's really funny. I, um, I really, 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 really want to know I'm making the right choice. I really want to make the right choice. And I do not want to waste money. I don't want to waste it. So I think about it and 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 think about it. Matt, apparently we're the same person. <laughs> You're just nodding, yes. I want to know that I'm making the right choice. When I bought my Telecaster, which is, uh, it, I have the same guitar as Aaron and Mike, but it's a different color. When I bought my Telecaster, I had played that guitar in guitar centers in multiple states and thought about it for multiple years before I actually bought the guitar. So, like, I don't know how to make decisions without, like, verifying all of my bases. Like, I want to see all the specs. How many frets does it have? Does it have new strings? Does it, does it have the Lake Placid blue color that I want? Is it a fair price for what I'm getting? I want to know all those little, little things. But God just tells Moses, you'll know once you've succeeded. That's not how I like to make large purchases. Like, just, just throw it out there and try, and if it, if it works, then you know I was with you. It's, it's, uh, it is not an easy thing for me. So Moses has to step out in faith here. He has, to, he has to step out and do what God has called him to do, even without a guarantee. I mean, God is saying you're going to do it, so generally God's right and he, he works. But for some reason, we disqualify the fact that it's God saying stuff to us. And so we just, we just we want verification, even though God you know, is right all the time. But Moses has another hang-up. Here's his other hang-up. But Moses protested... If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. In this moment, God gives one of the most emphatic boss statements of all time. What's your name, God? I am who I am. I just am. I am. 
that it's the coolest thing in like the entire Bible. Have, have you ever read something in the Bible and you're just like, man, that is awesome. Like Jesus does stuff all the time where you're just like, that is awesome. He's just a man. Well, I guess he was God, so it's a little unfair. But, but God says, I am who I am. You know why he doesn't finish the phrase, I am blank? Because everything else is descriptive off of him. He does not need a describing word because he is the source of everything. He does not need a describing word because he is, period. And everything that we are has to be defined off of I am, the great I am, as we would say. That God has to be the source that we describe everything about ourselves. God has to be the indicator on everything. He's the source of it all. And so when we prescribe different terms to ourselves, I'm a teacher, I'm a, I'm a counselor, I'm a, I'm a musician, I'm a, I'm a baseball player, I'm this, I'm that. Whatever it is, know that it has to be funneled through the source of I am, the great answer that God gives to Moses on who are you. He's asking better questions now. What's your name? I think the great thing is I don't have to put my identity in being that teenager that couldn't keep his mouth shut. And you know what's great? I don't have to put my identity in the adult I am in this moment right here. I'm never going to arrive at, at this place where I couldn't be more like Jesus. I'm always going to go, God, this is who you are. This is what you've called me to do. Therefore, I follow you. And I put everything about who I am into what you've called me to be. When we read in the Bible and it says um, that God calls us to take care of the orphan and the widow, then we just do that. When God calls us to be loving, we embody love because that is who God assign that's what God is assigning to our identity. When when God says to live out justice, we live out justice because that's the identity that God has assigned to us. When God has called us to maybe maybe step in, into a leadership area and lead a small group or, or, or serve in children's ministry and lead these kids or, or lead a Bible study or even preach, what we're doing is we're stepping into the identity that God has called us into. We're stepping into what he wants for us. When God says to bring hope, we bring hope. but we can't get caught up in our culture's understanding of identity. And this is where we, we fall into traps over and over and over again in our lives. We look at how the world and our culture defines identity. And it's defined as how I feel in this moment. It's, it def defines by um, how much we get paid, what our career is, what our, what our house looks like, what our status is, what we drive. 
It's defined by all these things that don't matter because they aren't the source of it all. They aren't God. And we can't, we can't let these feelings seep into our identity. We can't let these things seep in and push out the design that God has for us. We can't let it happen. We, we hear phrases like, we're conditioned to find our identity, to discover who we are. And that's great. But everything has to be filtered through the source of God. Everything has to be filtered through that lens. And what I kind of mean by that is like, when, when we look at how a camera functions, does anybody know how a, cam- a camera functions? It has a body, and then it has a lens. Now, if you have no lens on your camera, you look through the viewfinder and you're going to see like nothing. But once you put the lens on, it focuses you to be able to see what you want to see, what, you, what you're looking at, what you've got in front of you. And that lens allows you to adjust things. It, it, it adjusts the f-stop, which is probably getting into the weeds this morning, but it basically decides how light and dark something is and what's in focus and what isn't in focus. It allows you to adjust shutter speed, which how quickly the lens opens and shuts. All these things define how you then view the world through the camera. But the camera doesn't do really any of that. It's the lens. The camera takes the picture. The camera does all that other stuff, and it's important. camera's important. But the lens is how we see the world. And if we don't attach that lens of God to the camera of our lives, we're constantly going to be seeing the wrong way. We're going to be seeing the wrong way. We're going to be assigning value and identity to ourselves in the wrong way. We have to constantly be going back to that I am statement. I am who I am. I am who I am. So as the band comes up and we're kind of closing down, I want to ask you this question. What have you assigned to your identity that does not belong there? It's probably something negative, quite honestly. If it doesn't belong there, it's probably something negative. That, or you're allowing too much value in a positive trait. You're assigning too much value to one thing. If I went through my life and I said, I'm a musician, that's what I am, it's my main thing, I'd, I'd be assigning too much value to a musical ability that God has given me. I'd be assigning too much value to it. What in your life are you assigning too much value to? And what in your life are you giving value to that has no business being there? Will you stand with us this morning as we pray? God, I pray this morning, would you just open our eyes to see the things that are pushing you out? Open our eyes to see what is most important, and that's you.
that as we stand in our lives and we ask the question, who am I? Your beautiful response back is, I will be with you. I am who I am. God, let us take comfort in the fact that you will be with us always, that you are who you are, and that does not change. God, thank you that we can be defined by you in all that is good. We can be defined by your nature and your goodness and your greatness and your generosity and your justice and your grace and your love and your mercy. Your generosity and your sacrifice. God, I thank you that we can be defined by all those things. God, I pray that you would push aside everything that's crowding out who you are. Erase these false identities that we've put over our our lives. So that we can see that you've been written on our hearts this whole time. God, we thank you for all that you are, that you are good and you are mighty. In your name we pray, amen.